0: Welcome to Behind the Smoke podcast, uh, barbecue war stories. My name is Sean Walcheff from Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are above the butcher shop, uh, recording at Valley Farm Market here in beautiful Spring Valley. Uh, that's S- East County, San Diego. For uh, those of us, those of you listening, we uh, we are uh, here with my man Derek Marceau. What's up,
1: dude? You need to get a little more excited. How this excited is fucking are you? Barbecue week, bud. This This is is it. This is go time. This is you know what I was thinking about. This is also our fucking anniversary. This is our friendship.
0: This is our Super Bowl. This is where I I came up to you and asked, Derek, will you sponsor the barbecue event? I don't. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing.
1: I feel bad (laughs) because I didn't get you a gift. But, uh, uh, man, this, this is our anniversary. Is our, you, yeah. I never thought of it.
0: I never thought of it like that. Well, it shows what did who, you think of me? When, really, uh, did, what did you think of this relationship? <laughs> what did you think of me when I came up and I asked you to donate meat to all of our amateur barbecue teams? You know, what? I was actually, did you excited. think I was full of shit?
1: No, I was excited because it was one of those things that we were just really wanting to make sure that, you know, we had the same vision. And once we figured out that, Hey, we're actually in this for the right reasons, uh, no bullshit transparency, uh, our friendship blossomed into what it is today.
0: Yeah, now we're podcasting. Oh fuck! Yeah, well we uh, we really appreciate each single listener that tunes into this podcast. Uh, it is Barbecue War Stories. That's our social handle. Uh, all the people that are tweeting at us and sending us DMs on Instagram, we appreciate that. We started this podcast not to show off the sexy photos at the end of um, at the end of the slow smoke. Uh, but to actually talk about the bullshit and all the stuff that happens, kind of like the beginning voicemail from a former business partner, things that really go on and kind of let you guys in and uh, talk to people that are out there doing their thing, doing their barbecue journey, man.
1: Yeah, it was actually pretty fucking exciting yesterday to go out and um, go to our guest today's place. I was fucking pumped to go try some Corbin's Q. Um, Yes. I was fucking really impressed i mean
0: that's the fucking the coolest thing about this podcast is it's forced us to learn more about the industry it's forced us to learn more about business um to grow personally and to meet people that are doing fucking kick-ass things
1: doing kick-ass things and kick-ass new spot um we're we're stoked to have him dude this is rad
0: corbin uh, corbin, corbin Cor- it's funny my my best friend uh, that i opened up cali comfort with Corey robinson uh who's up in uh, petaluma now doing real estate and I've been all over him on trying to get on di- digital media and tweet and he's doing a kick ass job, but it, we used to always call him Corbin. Corbin Dallas. I don't know why the fuck we called him that, but Dude, that's okay. Is yeah. that cool? I'm used to it my whole <laughs> life, so it's beautiful. In so, first
2: grade though, it was Corbin Dioxide.
0: Corbin Dioxide, yeah. that's good. I might need to call Corbin that. I like that. That's what my oh, Cor- Corbin's Cor- called me, you know. So. <laughs> Corbin uh Corbin O'Reilly. Yeah.
1: yeah, welcome to the podcast, dude. So stoked to be here,
2: guys. This is a lot of fun. What a great place we have. Like, this is fun, Derek. Oh, dude, this is fucking
0: Sean. badass. I mean, no, no bullshit. You, uh, you started your barbecue journey when you were 23 years old. So you're, I mean, you're kind of living proof of the people that we talk to. There's people that are, you know, working a nine to five job and they absolutely love barbecue. They want to get in the business. They want to do events. They want to do an amateur barbecue contest. They want to get a team. I mean, fuck, you started by doing exactly what we recommend doing, and that's going out there to farmers markets and, you know, trying to sell shit. Yeah, you know,
2: do it. You have to do it. If so, you wanna, if you want to enjoy something, you know, being an entrepreneur, whatever, where do you start? You start doing it. Fuck so yeah. Maybe get a plan
1: together. That helps a little. But um. So, were you just really, really excited about barbecue when you were growing up, or how did it all start how'd you get the bug the barbecue bug grew up on
2: a ranch up yeah. in san luis obispo registered angus always grew up showing cattle too. 4-h nine years of that good stuff had a few grand champions so what's 4-h 4-h yeah is beautiful um usually you find them at the county fair showing their animals okay um stuff like that beef uh lambs pigs all that
0: fun stuff do they do that at san diego county fair
1: yeah we do it at el cap they have uh they 4-H. do h yeah
0: yeah. awesome good see i'm learning shit all the time
1: <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's exciting stuff it's you get to see and you get to talk to the people that that were raising the cattle yeah um, i've been doing cattle my whole life as well and getting an uh, independent uh farmer is is pretty cool if they can get their consistency good you know you can talk to them they know exactly i mean they know every single animal what they're doing you know you go to some of these places where they have six six thousand cattle going through the line a day they don't fucking know anything they just bought it off a lot and they're throwing it through so so true so
2: true yeah. and then you know it takes a lot of work you know there's this big bad uh ranches out there but then there's the small guy too and you gotta you gotta research and support what you're doing so yeah, yeah that's where I grew up, uh, ranch up there, mm-hmm. always, always around the grill, and then from there, your family the-
0: barbecue, or that was something that you you started doing. Yeah,
2: I remember it as a kid around mm-hmm. roundups. Um, that was always delicious tri tip. If there's ever a banquet from where I'm from, it's always got tri tip. So
0: let's uh, we we talk about tri tip a lot, being from San Diego and you know our background, Derek's background, uh, but you're you're from the heart. You're from the heart. Let's, let's tell, us, uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about tri-tip and Santa Maria style.
2: The history of the good stuff. Um, so, yeah, up there in Santa Maria, we have something called red oak. Um, and red oak is only found in California. So whenever someone talks about, like, California style or Santa Maria style, it has to be done with red oak. Good luck finding it elsewhere. It doesn't exist. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it has a red bark and gives a different flavor. Now, that's the first component, the wood. The other thing is Santa Maria style is done over an open pit, and usually we're able to raise and lower the pit to control our temperature. Right, we can get up high and get lots of smoke. or right. we can get down low to, you know, 500, 600. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's awesome.
2: Derek knows his stuff, man. You guys have been around it.
1: <laughs> you no, know, we've been doing it for a long time, but it's just really good to see someone, you know, your age, you know. We feel old now but
0: um you know <laughs> definitely really, really definitely f- felt old going to your shop indulging. with a soft opening yesterday fuck yeah but indulging Man, brought, in brought me in. brought back a lot of memories yeah <laughs> Shit. but just
1: loving what you're doing and, and really you know taking ownership of of the santa maria style because what we do is a little bit different but what you guys did over there, your, your tri-tip was so damn good yesterday. I mean, I could have ate a whole pound myself. It was just, uh, just killer. And the chicken, um, I mean, even you can tell you care because it, your potato salad isn't just fucking generic potato salad. Your beans aren't just fucking generic beans. Everything you can Mac tell you. Mac and cheese you, was bomb. You, you took pride in, in what you were doing, and, and that's exciting for the whole industry of barbecue in, in California. We need more people like Corbin doing this thing, coming out you know, taking pride in it and, and like you said, doing
2: it right. I love it. When you guys talk dirty, <laughs> you're, you're, you're too kind. You're too kind, gents.
1: Uh, no, no, yeah. it's, it really was just uh, refreshing, you know, sometimes you go to some of these pop-ups that, you know, and you, you try, you're like, God damn, man, and they're just kind of missing the mark, but it was really cool to, to see what you're doing.
2: Well, that all boils down to, too. And like for the entrepreneurs out there, like all you wake up with is your pride and your passion. And you got to take that with you, like everywhere you go. So, why is our barbecue good? Or, you know, it might not be good to some people, dude. Some people say they're the best in barbecue. We've yeah. never said that. All we can say is that we care. Yeah. Right? So we just care we to serve that. You the best.
0: That, yeah, that's I mean, a great way to go about we, it. We uh, we take a lot of pride in not going out and championing ourselves as the best of anything. I mean, we we love what we do and we're passionate about what we do. But you know, for us learning more about what you do here in San Diego makes barbecue in San Diego stronger, you know, and like, that's something that now we're, because of this podcast, we're learning about other people's journey all over the United States as well as, you know, throughout the world. And people are sharing and they're asking questions and, you know, you only learn in this life by asking, you know, by asking and listening, you know, a lot of the things that we learned along the way, um, we're lucky that we had mentors that helped Derek, uh, help myself. You know, if it wasn't for people like Gene Goicchia, we wouldn't even be a fucking barbecue restaurant.
1: Yeah, I mean, even my dad. My dad you know, used to put on cooking classes when I was younger, smoke classes. And to be honest, I fucking hated it a lot because <laughs> I mean, you just go home. I mean, I'm 13, 14 years old, and you just smell like smoke. You know, it's like in your hair. It's it's all over the place. Got to go. And you got to do all
0: the dirty work.
1: Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, dude. We're just keeping dude. the fires lit and doing all that stuff. And um, but just being able to see. I I feel I started out smoking on some of the hardest pits available. some of the offset getting it right, you know, not understanding how to keep the temperature. Because you walk away for a little bit and your your flutes open, and all of a sudden the the airflow going through there, and you're fucking smoking at 350 degrees. Well, guess what? You're not fucking smoking anymore. You're barbecuing, so you better get that shit off the grill fast. Absolutely. You know? So that's uh, that's for me having my dad in Jean Guacachea. It's uh, helped. Helped us grow. It's like, yeah, it's helped guy. us grow.
0: And I mean, for you, let's talk about how you get from one farmer's market to multiple farmer's markets.
2: Ooh, that was, um, that was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> farmer's markets in our area kind of have exclusivity okay. on like certain items. And so if you're like the barbecue guy in a farmer's market, how do you become the, the barbecue guy,
0: guy at a popular farmer's market? I mean, do you up, sco- did you scout out? Which farmer's market you wanted to be at?
2: You want good food traffic? Mm-hmm. Because it's hot food, you know, we need lots of people around to sell that stuff. Of course, we had to learn, like, how much to cook, like, for each how time. How many
0: customers are you but expecting to serve at a busy farmer's market per day?
2: Poway's our biggest one. Mm-hmm. Usually, like, 100, 125. And okay. that's orders. Nice. those there's people who grab, you
0: know, a couple of racks, take them. Sure. Take oh, wow. Them home. And, like, that's, we have a lot of respect for that. I mean, we say that we don't do vending, but... In reality, we have done vending, and we still do vending. It's just vending is so very difficult because you don't know what your sales are going to be. We, you know?
2: we are going to sell out every farmer's market. And it's, yes.
0: it's not a fun day for a business owner when you don't sell out No a barbecue. Or it's not a fun day if you sell out and there's still four hours left. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> You're like, okay. shit, I should have cooked more. Kicking rocks. I left, yeah, I left, <laughs> I left too much money on the table.
1: No, that that's it's tough. What do, what do you do? Do you... You know, cook too much and, and, you know, eat it. Again, you you
2: do it. You got to do it. And then you take notes, too. We take notes on the weather, the degrees, too. Right. We take notes if there's an event down the street. Sure. Like La Jolla Farmer's Market. Sometimes it really sucks when there's, like, a marathon going down there. No, absolutely. Like, those things are very important.
1: You pull your little trailer with your Santa Maria grill on it, right? That's a custom-built
2: trailer. I have personally welded together all my trailers to Good wrap. for you. And not only do we have I built them, but I barbecue around them. So I know exactly how we want things hey. and what helps what holds heat better. Here's just a random like fun thing, like a a barrel like a tank. Like if we do that in a samurai style grill, it actually like shoots the heat out quicker compared to if we like build a box okay. which will trap more heat in the corners more smoke, and then that raises up. So it gives us a little better, like, cooking space, along with, like, cooking temperature. Another fun thing we do, too, is, like, we'll be catering, we'll be, um, you know, we'll be set up, and maybe our grill is, like, tilted. And people are like, oh, like, don't you want to fix that? Which is an important thing with a smoker. But, same <coughs> style, if it's tilted one way, I can have the fire in the other way, and we can be shooting up, you know, more more heat across the board because you know if if it's just kind of even then the heat's just gonna rise straight up right. but that's again a a thing only an open grill guy would sure
0: understand <laughs> so your first farmer's market was that at poway was uh in la jolla in la jolla so la jolla was the first one yeah and then how did you add another one
2: um just kind of shot around we went to a uh, we went to Poway uh, next because that was a really good one. We were trying to get into a lot of them. Once did, again, that wasn't fun. As far as requirements, a temporary food facility permit, TFF, TFF, T- you the bet. B- T- F- that was F- about that that we it. love so much. Oh yes, <laughs> got to make sure like everything's in order with the yeah, uh, with the health department. Yeah, absolutely. Those friends. Yeah, but seriously, <laughs> once marks. you once you get set, like you just got to care too, yeah. because you know the 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 county like health department. they're they're there to keep us safe. And so we got to care to keep people safe and And we do, but so you just got to research that maybe that applies to your area, your barbecue and trying to get set up.
0: Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, nothing's more important. I mean, even that's probably the biggest liability there is for, we talk about tailgating a lot and this is the spring Valley tailgate and barbecue festival. But a lot of what we do barbecuing, you know, people will go tailgating and whether that's for a sporting event, um, probably the biggest risk there is 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 food temp and those are the things that the tff you know they try to teach you to make sure that you're holding foods at the right temperatures and you're not getting somebody sick yeah yeah or- it's hard
1: it's hard you know keeping those cambros and making sure that everything's always to temp we've got we got knocked um three years ago for our warm case you know everything was right at 140 and they, there's a few things that were at 130 and they came and shut down my my warming and i didn't even know i had a, had an issue you know yeah it was, i remember you know, that and then we had to. you're fired fix. up <laughs> well, yeah you know they they red flagged it and yeah. you know it is what it is but i got it fixed but you have to make sure those temperatures are, are right. and no one wants to get cold tri-tip no one wants to get cold pulled pork you know it's uh you're you're expecting barbecue to be this nice warm meal and you know we were uh Again, I was really impressed yesterday going to your place and, and eating the chicken. And I actually was really, really impressed with the chicken. Really, oh, really thanks, big sugar. guy. Yeah, it was uh, it was good stuff. So you cook everything on the grill? Everything
2: on the open Samaria style grill. Yeah. Except for pulled pork too. We're we're getting our smoker all set up with that. And Are you simple. gonna build your smoker? Um, no, I bought it off a guy. It's a pellet fed okay. smoker, but it's pretty cool as I can put sticks on it. It'll also like stick burn. Nice. So I can. I can feed whatever pellets I want, from apple to um, mesquite. I enjoy mesquite, and then throwing uh, my red oak wood on top of that.
1: What's that guy, the Jerry? What what smoker did you get?
2: Wow, you dude, genuine Jerry. Genuine Jerry, there he is. Oh yeah, yeah. that character. Yeah,
1: he's uh, <laughs> he's he's something else for sure. <laughs> something else. Yeah. You
2: might be like hanging out, like smoking some stuff, like at, at our shop sometime soon.
1: Yeah, he um, he built a little thing for my Traeger to put on top of the um, boxes that I could put wood on top. So give it a little bit more smoke because a lot of times the pellet smokers don't really give you the, the hearty smoke that you, you sometimes want. Um, yeah. We built the little thing so we could
0: put some logs on it. Uh, so how long was uh, the, you were in the fire farmer's market. So you were 23 when you started.
2: Yeah. So 22 started 22, um, 22 is when I started my oh. business plan and I, I'm pretty crazy dude <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard.
1: you're pretty
0: fucking calm on the podcast because I, yeah. I saw you chopping it up at the shop and you were a natural bailing people out and
1: yeah what'd you say to the, guys? What'd you say to you the guy what'd you, you say finally guy? got me to sit down that's yeah,
2: why no shit. Calm, i well <laughs> i was
0: honking i was honking no one said shit you have a big sign outside your store that says honk for barbecue got i started honking barbecue. the only people that were pissed were the people in front of me yeah oh they were like what the fuck oh well get out of the way, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. So what you bail people out, you bail out your customers if they Mm -hmm. get arrested. So that's part of the, you come get tri-tip
1: and then if you, you know, yeah. Yeah, Would you say yes? Absolutely. Call call me if you need bail. (laughs) Guaranteed. (laughs) So you're 22 doing your thing. Farmers markets. Yeah. Did you know the end goal was to get a restaurant?
2: Yeah. The end goal is always a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, at age 22, like how am I going to afford a restaurant even more? So like, the biggest risk is will people like show up will people right. come through the door fuck yeah so
1: and you knew you had good barbecue then yeah was it did you go to any fairs did you do anything or are you just cooking for family i went what to farmers
2: your- markets and i realized you know there wasn't good bbq out there right and that i could fill this need right and i'd love to i'd right. love to provide that to people so then attacked that from there finally four years later it's all set were you
1: were you doing everything at the farmers markets? Ribs, chicken, tri-tip, sausages. Were you doing everything, or were you do, just specializing in tri-tip at the farmers markets?
2: Catering wise, we'll get what we'll um, do anything barbecue related that the customer wants. Right. If they don't, if it's not barbecue, like we tell them, hey, like sorry, we can't, we can't do that. Right. <laughs> um,
0: you don't do sushi, uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't recommend that either. We're it's not better sick, to specialize. Right? <laughs> we go with the in and out model. Yeah.
2: Then we, um, but yeah, our, our farmer's markets, we dialed in our menu and stuff. We actually don't do chicken at our farmer's markets. We stick to pulled pork, ribs, and tri-tip, and that's what's been selling for us. But hey, different areas call for different things, right?
0: Sure. How big is your team at the farmer's market?
2: Uh, we have about 10 guys, 10 solid crews. Really? Um, oh, for all five? Not, the, for all not on at once, but like most we'll have on staff is like five for like a farmer's market. Who was the first employee you hired? first employee i hired dude my cousins oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. actually my wife well girlfriend at the time Uh uh-huh she's she's a beautiful wonderful lady how did you guys meet at our county fair complete strangers no way yeah she come um, buy food from you my best friend's a redhead her best friend (laughs) yeah every good story starts that way right um her best friend really likes redheads and um (laughs) and so like she dared her friend to go talk to this big tall redhead dude and and then you know five years later uh well they started talking and then of course i walked up and then met my wife to be five years four five four years later Proposed in the exact same spot. Really, right, at the county you know. fair. Yeah, That's fuck cool. yeah! And hopefully, she keeps me around another week. Been married two years. <laughs> another so. week, yeah. If yeah. you get through the soft opening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was there for the day. It was, it was beautiful. Nothing like doing things with a team. Yeah, but a team is like what what barbecue is about. Yeah, you know? take this back to the ancestors. Yeah. Know? Hey Derek. Hey Sean. Let's go. Let's go hunt some mammoth today. Yeah. But we're gonna give a Cory a shout. We're gonna go. Yeah. We're gonna go take Uncle Cory because he knows how to cook the meat. Fuck yeah! And he would find the right wood for us and stuff.
0: And it was all about that community, you the know? camaraderie,
1: right? Yeah, everyone coming together. I mean, for or or you the might not cause. know
0: shit about barbecue, but maybe you have the wild turkey. Or you smell then we're it. inviting you to the fucking party, right?
1: There
2: you go. Yeah. Or like or you're five miles in the other direction. You smell something in the air and you're gonna go over and make friends with us. Yep. Yeah. Because we're gonna keep you surviving.
0: Yeah. Sure, no, absolutely. I mean, one of the things Derek and I we talk about a lot is, is family and you know, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast, we wouldn't be able to do our barbecue amateur barbecue event, our pro event, run our restaurant, run the butcher shop, if it wasn't for, you know, our wives who support our craziness and our journey, and, um, you know, I have, I have a four-month-old son, and, you know, my wife, she's just, you know, she's absolutely incredible, you know, she's, she's all in on the business plan, and, like, if you don't have that, it makes it that much harder to have your dream of opening your shop, um, and it sounds like your wife supports you, and um, she, she doesn't work in the shop, though, right?
2: No, she doesn't. We retired her a little. A little while ago. <laughs> uh, she worked. She worked for like the first year at the farmers markets, mm-hmm. uh, helping dial everything in. And keep in mind, we did things completely ass backwards back in those days too. Sure, we switched things up so we can sell a little better, have better
0: customer interaction. And we got why is the that hang important? Of
2: that. Oh, it's it's, what so it's why. All about. Like you,
0: you said you did them. You did it wrong. What What were you doing wrong? We
2: used to have a register person at the front take the order and then. Um, like keep track of it to like tell us like other barbecuers like what to make slice and i mean a big order can get pretty crazy heck yeah and then you know we're whole we're whole held up on like one or two orders you know until we punch that guy out so instead we switch things the opposite way you're gonna walk up we're gonna ask you how your day is we're gonna um, start slicing whatever you want I'm going to carry you all the way to the register person who's going to ring you out and send you on your merry way. That's awesome. Um, that's, that's that works out a lot better. Really, for you. really. So
1: you guys call it, what do you call it? The slicing station where huh, you guys are at? Slice I, line. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's Those, what we went through. We went through, started one end, went down, they run us up at the very end and that's pretty cool. I mean, Dude,
2: that
0: I that's huge. I
2: appreciate you guys noticing that. No, That's fucking
0: huge because that's what a lot of new restaurants are starting to do. I mean, you're noticing just because of labor they're reducing weight staff, reducing host staff, but they're having, you know, pretty much a business model where you walk in and there's cooks that you talk to and you pick, you know, what your menu is and you pick, hey, I want, you know, tri tip, I want ribs, and they'll slice it right there and then they cash you out. But it gives like you're actually there interacting with the food and the person that's actually been making the food.
2: I hate to say it over the barbecue show. It's terrible of me. But uh, yeah, Chipotle, Panda Express, no, yeah. you know, I mean like except- makes sense. <laughs> no, they weed. did it
1: for you. Always have to make sure because I do it. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'll go to Albertsons, Vons, and stuff at grocery stores, and I'll think about or I'll look at things that they're doing. Right, these big commodity stores are spending so much fucking money to do this research and development, and they're doing it for a reason. Is because a consumer wants it. Well, I'll let them spend all the money, and then I'll go look and be like, hey, that that could actually work. I could probably implement that at my store. Mm -hmm. Come back and and change something at the store. It helps me, and it makes sense. something that I couldn't have done because I don't have the resources. I don't have the money to go do all that marketing or the the research. They do it for you. Same thing. You go to the Panda Express, the Chipotle, Subways. That's how you start it, right? You build, and then you pay. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, we have have to be firm in our conviction that (coughs) we have to always be learning and find out what we need to do to run our business better um, in order to sustain ourselves. You know, when you have... We talk about Amazon coming in and buying Whole Foods as barbecue as a barbecue restaurant, we have to start to understand the bigger things that are at play and you know, figure out ways to not just market our business but operationally run our business.
2: And you're saying figure out what we're what this boils down to too is is fire bullets and then cannonballs. Yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta see what's happening, maybe give it a try with how it might relate to your business. Um, listen to those customers fire those bullets, and then know, like, hey, we got to switch our complete system around. going to be better interaction for them, better uh, sales for us, possibly. Sure. And um, boom, then comes the cannonball.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for us, going to a barbecue restaurant was a huge risk. I mean, we were always a breakfast restaurant. We were built on breakfast, and every single day it was we were open at 7 a.m., closed at 10 p.m., Monday through Sunday. And once we started, changed to Cali Comfort BBQ, like, we were all in, and we closed Monday through Friday from, we closed our morning business, and we opened up at 11, and that was something that a lot of people said, you're crazy, you shouldn't do that, you're going to lose all your business, like, you can't just be a barbecue restaurant, this neighborhood won't support that, but it was something that we had firm conviction in, did it, and it was the best, one of the best things that we did to, I mean, we wouldn't be here today talking on a barbecue podcast, you know, talking uh, barbecue if it wasn't for... Our conviction and believing what we were doing
2: boom to the to the moon man boom again you uh, (laughs) like you know it's so clear you carry so much pride passion with it
0: and so you did it well yeah but you have you have to be willing to make those mistakes and like if you're not willing to go and get a TFF to go to a farmer's market or to get your name on a list there's no fucking way you're ever gonna open up a store I mean you're right now at a soft opening, yet you're getting pulled in seven thousand different directions. I mean, Derek and I—we walk in yesterday, and you had you know three different vendors that showed up. You had a guy working on the taps at the bar. You had another you know guy. Behind, like I mean, it took me right back to the time when we were you know in construction at the restaurant where trying to get the store open and trying to figure out the menu and you're working, you told me you're trying to do the website. Now we're telling you to, <coughs> come, to come do a podcast and you're like, Oh fuck, I got to rearrange my schedule, but yeah, I'll do the podcast. And then we're telling you come out to the barbecue festival on Sunday. And now you have to bring a smoker down to the barbecue. Like, I mean, it's 5 million fucking things that are getting asked of you and you have to choose which ones are the most important. Um, but not only that, you have to, you have to do it. You got to fucking just do it. I mean, some of the things that Derek and I, I mean, had Derek not decided, hey, sure, I'll sponsor, you know, the meat for this event. Had he not invested his money and his time, we wouldn't have this friendship that we have today. Yeah. You know, if he told me to go fucking kick rocks, I mean, well, shit. I've told
1: you that a lot. <laughs> but, you know, we talk about how you got to get out and do it because here's the thing. Your mom's going to tell you how good your fucking barbecue is. Your cousins are going to tell you how great you are. That doesn't fucking matter, right? you got to get in the mouths of other people that don't know you and really, really test it out. Okay, like, hey, sure. how, how was it? And they, you sell it to them one week. And they come back the next week. They're like, dude, that was fucking killer. Give me more. That's, that's the proof. That's when you know you're onto something, you know? How did you come up with your recipes? What, Ooh, what was your deal?
2: That's a good question right there. Um, tri-tip, nailed it the first time. Nice. Our tri-tip has four ingredients on it, and we do not marinate. We keep it very traditional. And that is just some simple like minced garlic tossed on with you know garlic based uh, seasonings yeah. thrown over the red oak, where you treat it here? like a forty-five minute steak, and that is choice grade peeled tri-tip. Um, so if you're ever trying to find that stuff, tell your butcher that. Yeah. Where, where are you getting your red oak? Red oak yeah. uh, from a good guy out in like El Cajon. What's his name? Uh, Garcia's Firewood. Mm-hmm. Garcia's Firewood. Yeah. Yep. We started oh, using them a little bit. They'll deliver.
1: Yeah,
2: um, there's more around. I'm gonna try out some different ones, but I mean,
0: it's kind of how
2: much? Got, how, how much wood are
0: you going through right now?
2: Uh, we're just getting it dialed in. Just but getting it dialed usually, in like in with our catering and stuff, we'd be like, uh, cord, uh, like a cord, like at least a cord a month, and we went through a cord in like two weeks just now <laughs> for this opening. So.
1: Right time to crank that up it's going to and you got to make sure you talk to the garcias too and and let them know hey we're gonna you gotta cut your price a little bit we're gonna be getting cords a a week instead of cords a month and and work them on that because they're gonna want your business that's that's important you got to keep everyone honest they can't you know get that top dollar if you're only gonna come once a month they gotta work with you and they gotta want to support you just like you're supporting them you know everyone's got to win it can't be just them bending you over and, and
0: Amen. Yeah. How did you find your location?
2: My location? Oh, it was, how long were you looking? Uh, like five months. Five I was months. ready to go. Did you have
0: a broker? or Were you doing it by yourself? Broker. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Use a broker.
2: Especially if you're the, um, if you're the, you're, uh, if you're not the landlord, definitely use a broker. Because, yeah. like landlords is going to pay for that broker. Too. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, yeah, that guy represented me well and he, uh, got to give a shout out to Vince Provisano. Um, just great at finding stuff
0: so what uh how long is your lease um three years three years do you have an option at the end of your three years
2: no current options but landlord's a good dude and and you know at the moment we'll always try to keep things that way a very supportive guy and and that's what it boils down to too uh we tried to find a place that was pretty much built out to like what we wanted and we got really lucky Ugh. Again, the health department, man. Yes, it's If huge. we had to build stuff, it would have cost so grand- much.
0: Getting things grandfathered in um, at an existing location will save you a significant amount of money Yeah, um, when you open up your shop, for sure.
2: And that's why it was hard, too. I mean, trying to find locations that um, were to my specs and such, uh, they get off the market real quick, those like closed restaurant locations, and trying to find a good one that's going to fit for catering along with the storefront was Well, not
0: only that, but you have, uh, I mean, how many beers do you have on tap?
2: We have 12 beers on tap. So there you needed a
0: liquor license at the location, or did you yes. purchase a liquor license and uh, and, Liqu- and add it?
2: Liquor license is, is uh, really important stuff. If you were to get your own liquor license, going through the ABC takes about like five months, six months. Depending on stuff. your location, because yeah. if
0: you're in PB, you won't get one. Yeah. You know, because they have an influx of liquor licenses that are out there, and they won't add any new ones
2: that five to six months too that's for like your new one and and that pertains to like the beer and wine if you do hard alcohol oh it's a whole other uh whole other whole beer and wine yeah beer and wine i bought the abc 41 permit off of um off of the previous owners and uh yeah it all worked out so i was able to sell within you know couple weeks that's awesome tell us about your business partner with um with tap truck yeah okay so tap truck um tap truck's awesome that business is just a year old um we it's old trucks usually panel trucks and those things uh have beer taps down the side Uh, we've been doing weddings and such we just licensed tap truck name to be used uh up in san luis
0: obispo out in Connecticut, it's a great picture. Uh,
2: <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. It's Tap so truck. cool. Ta- that- it's
0: Tap Truck uh, SD is the handle, social handle for people. Uh, Tap Truck USA. Tap Truck USA. Check out Tap Truck USA. Everything we talk about is in the show notes. So any of the links um, for any of the things we talk about will be in the show notes. Check. What's those your guys' out.
1: Uh, deal with the breweries? Do you guys? Um you know, partner up with any breweries, any special ones that want to be, you know, exclusive in, on your on your trucks. Or how do you guys work that? Or do you have to go through distributors? We're
2: always ready for Anheuser Busch to buy us out, you know. But, <laughs> um, but uh, no, we get whatever the client wants for their wedding, oh, okay. for their party, gotcha. uh, whatever's happening. Corporate events, we'll show up. We've done some of those beer fests. Uh, can rent our trucks out, but most times, I mean, we'll be buying the um, buying the beer or wine. And uh, pulling up, pulling the permit for such things, that's kind of wild too, but it all comes together. Well, what people don't
1: understand too is that the ABC wants you to have events because they don't make money unless you're throwing an event. You know, last time I went down to the ABC and had to do an event for the store, Um, I was like, fuck, dude, this is going to be, they're going to put me through the ringer, you know, they're not going to want to give me this permit or whatever. I talked to the lady, she was so fucking nice. She's like, Derek, have more events. You know, we we the more events you have, the more revenue is coming in for us. You know, we got to make sure that we're making money too. So um, they want you to do it; they just want you to do it right, and they want That's to make sure funny. That, yeah,
2: they always um, the head ABC gal sent us an email like two months ago, and she said, "How are you doing this legally?" Really?
0: <laughs> and then
2: uh, we had well, our that was, ABC. I th- mean,
0: that was my first fucking question. Through. Yeah, I mean, with all the shit that I've gone through with my attorney and liquor licenses and all that. I was like, how the fuck are you doing that legally?
2: We had our ABC attorney just, uh, who's that hit her, uh, when <laughs> and Frederick's fuck. Yeah. He just answered this the guy question the, for this her. Guy is fantastic. And he's like, look it up in your system. Like they're in your
0: system right here. Like here's their permit. Right. She's like, Oh wow. Yeah. This guy, Bill Winship. I, we got to get him on the podcast. Cause he's like seriously top five people he's, I've ever met in my life. This, he's sick, this man. He's sick. Guy. He specializes in liquor license attorneys representing restaurant owners, bar owners, and nightclub owners. The yeah. first time I went into his office with me and Corey and my business partner, we were his feet were up on the desk. He had boots on, and he looked at us. He goes, "What the fuck do you guys want?" <laughs> like uh, we had an appointment to get a liquor license transfer, and he's like, "I don't give a fuck what you want." <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, all right, but no, he was just joking around, dude.
2: That's what's so great just about the industry, too.
0: The more you like get out
2: there, <coughs> do it, meet some good folks like that. Dude, Winship and Fredericks is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are awesome. The beer industry, so many cool people out there, too. Yeah. And, and it's just so great to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, when, when you find those good people, it's it's exciting. You know, there's all obviously always those black sheep that are in it for the, the wrong reasons. And I always think the wrong reasons are bottom line people, people that are just are in it just to make a dollar and figure out how they, they can capitalize on other people to, to advance them. Um, we just try to stay away from those people. When you find, yeah, them, well, find well, people, the good people, that, you fucking stay with them. As
2: it pertains to barbecue, too, there's two things that can, that can uh, make us mad. One of them is uh, don't invite us over to a barbecue and it's just burgers and dogs. Okay? <laughs> that's, that's very insulting. The other thing, too, is when a barbecue place calls themselves
1: a barbecue place. And uh boiling the ribs in the back.
2: You never see wood delivered there. Right. Maybe like, you know, use your nose when you show up at a barbecue place. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because there's a lot of pride and passion we put into our meat every day. And uh, you know, for those other like those other knockoffs, um we don't appreciate
1: that. Yeah, it's hard because they you know, just because you put barbecue sauce on it doesn't mean it's barbecue. You know, you can put it in the oven and caramelize it. Doesn't doesn't mean it's barbecue. You know, it's, uh, it's then hard.
0: again, I'm a big fan of awareness. So I don't, I really it makes me happy if Carl's Jr. is willing to spend you know ten million dollars to advertise that they have some fucking brisket burger just because it makes people think about brisket and they go and they have a shitty brisket burger, and then they think, oh, maybe I should get real brisket. Yeah, and they can go to a real barbecue restaurant and get some real brisket. Mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> dude you guys are killing it on yelp i'm just looking right now we have his yelp uh, page up well, five
2: star bud i don't pay attention to that stuff like who does again well no one well i saw you i saw managers, you respond to a review no that's one of my managers. oh really honestly like <laughs> i once upon a time like saw like a bad review from someone like someone i didn't even know and uh Like, you know, it's just not always true out there and stuff. And, I mean, I really took that to heart. That hurts. So, I mean, dude, there's online bullying for, like, a business owner and for someone who cares. And that can be Yelp. And that can be Google.
1: Yeah. We uh, just had it last week. I sent Sean a review that we got on our Valley Farm. And it was someone talking shit that... We had cockroaches all throughout the store and they saw all the cockroaches and they told our, my cashier and my cashier said, well, if you don't like it, you don't have to shop here. It's like, that never fucking happened. I, I watched all the video. I, the day she said she came in, I looked for anyone talking to my cashiers about anything outside the norm coming up, nothing ever happened. So it's a fake fucking review. Yeah. And, but again, it's like man, it, 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 it hurts you. It it hurts your, you know, it hits you right in the heart. And it's like, man, I care so fucking much. And we, we make sure that we're fucking clean and we do everything right. And I'll, I'll be straight up. I haven't seen a fucking cockroach here in in 10 years. You know, I'm not saying that there's not cockroaches in spring Valley, but I, we fucking work hard not to, not to have them here. And, uh, for, for someone to say that. And it's just like, God damn, man. And people are going to read that and nothing I can do about it.
0: Yeah. It's sad. So you, have Again, a, you, have it's a, you do have a manager that's responsible for responding to the
2: reviews. Yeah, like I think I'll respond. I just saw like Facebook ones. I think I was saying like thanks to everyone on there because mm-hmm. dude, like you toss up a good, like you know, good review to us. Like we're gonna try to like respond to stuff. Right. We find that important interactions. But the last one I ever responded to was someone who said we did a bad cater job, and they made us sound terrible. The one at the SDSEO there you go but they came wow. back yeah and yeah i read it that was pretty cool that guy was cool now there's yeah. another one that's like hidden because it's like not flagged however yelp does it that's mm-hmm. like flagged i don't know yeah truthfully i think there's places that like play pay for their reviews out there because you go to some trash places yeah. you'll find good reviews and you're like no way jose right it's <laughs> not true right um, but yeah, it, it's just really sad. This one guy like has this other one up there that said how terrible we were. And I responded and said, dude, like we care a lot. And this cater was for 750 people. Like yeah. we, we gave it all we had. Like, are, are you going to be this mean to us? And the guy was very mean too on yeah. like his response. Um,
0: so, I mean, that's just the nature of the keyboard bully, you know, whether it's on Twitter or whether it's on a Google review, I mean, people, if they don't need to have a profile, if they don't need to have their real name, they can hide behind something like that. But I think one of the most important things that any business owner does is that we embrace all of those platforms. And it's really hard because we have 500 million other things that we need to focus on, but our digital footprint whatever that business footprint is you know that is your brand and that's something that you need to protect and even if it is a one star review having a follow up to say hey you know we're we're listening you just never know where you can convert a bad review into a potential customer that comes back that just says you know at the end of the day we need feedback to Grow our business, and whether that feedback comes because someone <coughs> tells you at the store that they didn't like the food, and you can actually fix it right there, which is obviously what we prefer. Um, it's much better if they write a one-star review than they just never come back and they never tell us anything.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with with true true feedback. You know, I understand my barbecue is not going to be for everybody. You know, my my barbecue is a little bit different. We've changed our recipes a little bit um, throughout the years and, and made it to where. We we find our demographic likes likes the most, and I know there's going to be people that come. Like, I only eat Texas barbecue, and you know and they come and they try, it, and it might not be the their their favorite. And I I get that, you know, um, but they need to understand. I mean, to say it's it's horrible, it's like dude, I use USDA prime tri-tip. Wow, it's not fucking horrible. That's you know what I mean? Awesome. Now the, the the seasoning I put on it, you might not have liked, but it's not like this was like some piece of shit piece of meat that you just got and it was like this unedible thing yeah. it just wasn't your, your cup of tea like no you tried deal. to
2: knock it off with some flat meat or some crap
1: like yeah, that no. it's, so it's not true <laughs> it's um you know I'm, I'm okay with like true people that really want to, to help and or they have a, an opinion they want to talk about it I'm fine but these people that sit behind the keyboard and, and want to talk I, I invite them every single time here's my phone number I'd love to have lunch with you sit down and talk to you and, and get your opinion face to face and and see what we can do and I've had two people that have ever taken me up on it and both people I see them in the store every single week now because we've talked we went through stuff I'm like here's what we do I walk them through my processes and how we do things it might not be for them but if they want something a special way we can always make something for them and they become vested now in in the store Um, but a lot of people just it's easy to be negative, right? They don't have a fucking life. They fucking be negative. It's, it's hard to, to be positive all the time. So they just go out there and talk shit and, and makes them happy, I guess. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm.
0: What, uh, how long did, have you been doing the social? Did you do your own Instagram? Yeah,
1: yeah. so I'm all
2: my own Instagram. Is that like, what you uh, focus on right now? Uh, I'm going to start doing it. We've ran a little dry the last couple months, but I'm trying to do like uh, grilling secrets and mm-hmm. stuff like that or how we do our stuff. Earlier we talked about recipes, how long it took to, to get our style. Sure. Took us three years on our chicken. Awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It took us like three months on our ribs. We're happy there. Our pork butts, always trying something fun, different, mm-hmm. injecting pineapple juice and apple juice into those suckers. Yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of different different things. And I mean that's just seasonings we're talking about. Cooking it can be completely different. We actually here's another fun like secret too is is after we hit all of our ribs on our um, Santa Maria grill, we're gonna finish those off with like a nice little bath in some um, apple juice and steam them out the rest of the way in apple juice. Yeah. So we get a lot of that good like sweet flavor in there, and that's how we work with our Santa Maria because again we're not like a we're not smoking with like a closed in temperature. We have to
0: do our tricks to make make our crazy way work. Sure. No, absolutely. Uh, How did you guys come with menu pricing?
2: Uh, Menu pricing was uh, definitely a challenge too. Um, Started off super cheap, and then um, we've got got more uh, dialed in for things that we have to afford. As a business owner, too, it's crazy all the different things that add up. You got like payroll. You got you know your food costs,
1: supplies. Yeah, this fucking insurance, paper,
2: firewood. Like, what happens when, like, my trailer axle, like, blew out last week yeah. like, for a cater? Yeah. Fortunately, we had a third barbecue for it because we had, like, invested in that. Um, I started off the business with a 69 Chevy, uh, just towing the barbecue. Dude, she drinks. Right. <laughs> that girl drinks. <laughs> she guzzled that shit, I'm sure. And then now we have, like, our, like, 2005, like, Chevy Vans. Like, shout out to Chevy. Like, those, <laughs> those good folks out there. But um, like things don't blow out of the back of that. Like it's it's yeah. uh, it's definitely fifty years of engineering definitely helped.
0: Sure,
1: <laughs> no, for sure.
0: And as as far as the website, you said you were working on your website yesterday. Is that you were working on the back end? I have done everything for Tap Truck
2: websites, Corvin's Q websites, and how how did you learn how to do that? Let me tell you, people, you can fucking do it. Yeah. Um, Shopify. Shopify uh, is super solid, super easy to use. You can you can dial things in on the back end. I changed like that entire menu the other day, like a little copy paste, like delete some things, dial in. I did it in five minutes the other day. I finally changed things to we're open, and and uh, that's gonna help. Right. <laughs> sure.
0: I mean, I think one of the most powerful things that I've been taught in business was. Uh, by Adam Harris, who's the CEO of CloudBeds, one of my best friends. Uh, Love he, Adam. He taught me. He used to do all the stuff for California Restaurant Association and uh, just a genius um, digitally as far as marketing, and he's building an amazing company in CloudBeds. But he taught me that I need to be able to do the shit myself, even though I have no fucking background in in tech and IT, I don't have a fucking clue. He said, it doesn't matter. You need to embrace WordPress. You need to embrace the ability to own your own shit. And if you can't figure it out, then it's probably not a platform that you want to be on. Dude, um, so true. Like us, us
2: business owners and stuff, it, we are juggling so many different things. And the more stuff like we can
0: do and dial in ourselves, it helps because immensely. It's, your, it's the quality of your brand. Yeah. And once you hire another agency to come in and take over then you lose your voice. You know, right now you own your voice because that's the content that you're putting out. But if you hired somebody else to come in and do that, those videos might look different. The pictures that they might take are different. The logo that they create is different. Um and it's not what you want. You know, it's not what you've been doing, grinding it out in the farmers market, grinding it out to get to where you are to represent who, you know, Corbin's Q is.
2: Totally true. I've built all all my logos too, uh except for the like fancier like tap truck one mm-hmm. but like the simple like truck logo
0: sure um yeah I mean, there's that. there's free platforms like canva um, canva you, we can use to design flyers to make logos to you know make instagram posts facebook posts and i mean there's so many resources that we have as business owners now it's just you know it, it gets overwhelming but it also gets really fucking exciting too. it oh, Blows your, my mind your, when
1: I—I I mean, I'm fucking stupid, right? And to be come like, on, dude, you've come a long fucking. You look way. great. You've you come a great. long fucking great way. Looks. But I mean, even for me to be able to go out and do like, some of those things, it's been like a, for
0: being a, a dinosaur, you have fucking come a long goddamn way. <laughs> no. You got to give yourself a little bit of credit. No, I don't. But you should. It's,
1: uh, it's 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 cool to to be able to do some of those things, you know. And, and like, oh fuck, I'll, I don't have to wait for this. Uh, graphic designer to to make this or you know there's some things that are still out of my my league um but to be able to go you know make something real quick on the canvas and yeah it's it's awesome yeah or it's easy for me what i just did right now um my my friend carrie she does a bunch of my logos and stuff and she um kind of wanted to know my vision i wanted to because i we just bought a new catering van and she's like how do you want it and i'm like oh kind of like this she's like oh, okay do you want to like, draw it and i'm like well i'll mock something up so i kind of mocked up a little thing of a, the way i would want it and then sent it to her and she can fucking dial it in but it allowed me to do something besides a little fucking sketch with the sure <laughs> that's all no. i know you know
0: but i mean we have as business owners we sand. have to focus on our phone as being the primary tool to run our business because whether it's an app that we're using, a third-party app like we use Hot Schedules for scheduling our uh, our staff. Hot Schedules allows them to switch shifts. It allows managers to send manager logs. It allows us to, you know, put in an invoice if somebody comes in. We put in our checklist. Dang, that like, is
2: good insight, because. Uh not last night, but the night before, I closed by myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just the new restaurant getting up and, and going. Yeah. On. I mean, there are so many things juggling like that. Sorry to.
0: No, no, no. But like the, it's very, very critical because I mean, we're not going to be a desktop, you know, business. Like that's not where we're going. And companies like the Cisco's and the U.S. Foods, they're the ones that have to. They need to fix their technology so it's easier for us. It'll help them reduce their labor, but it'll also allow us to process our orders from our phone. It'll allow kitchen manager to process the order from the phone. It'll allow them to take a picture of food that they're preparing that's actually gonna get plated that it works for marketing. I mean, all that stuff is all happening on your phone. And the different apps depending on, and that that's one of the, the toughest parts is when you're opening up, you're trying to figure out which app to use and which one you know makes sense. And the problem is, is a lot of those companies try to be the the end-all app. Like, you know, yeah. We have an app that helps us with our POS so we know when, how much uh, a server is ringing in, what their tip amount is. Like, it'll give us actual real data on, on uh, tip amounts to make sure that there's no theft. They also have a platform within that that says these are social media mentions. I'm like, I don't need fucking social media mentions on this app. Like, but that's an example of them trying to go too far. Yeah, it's you know, definitely crazy. You got to research kind of what you're getting in bed with, and it's well, it's, um, it's not just research, but it's reach out. I mean, that's one of the things that we talk about, and one of the things we're very passionate about is reach out and ask. You know, ask Derek, ask myself, ask the barbecue community, ask you know people like Coops, ask people like Andy. You know, I mean, we, <coughs> we have this community of of restaurant owners, of people that are catering, of people that are in sports entertainment. There are people that are entrepreneurs, businesses reach out and ask and what's the worst that happens is somebody doesn't respond like fuck i mean tell you to fuck we need to ask more questions whatever
1: man cool (laughs) i don't fucking care i'll fuck off
0: what pos do you use uh we use aloha aloha we'll have to check that out i've been using square square is nice and simple but that was aloha back 2008 when we opened our shop so it was aloha and micros which i don't think micros is around anymore but those were the two main competing Software, hardware for running POS systems. I'm interested in
2: checking out Clover too, because yeah. because we have now we have twelve beer taps. I have to have a, a bartender be able to ring in orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we got to be able to have like tickets on the line just in case. I mean, so I'm about to like to be honest with, with, with you, if we, if we
0: if we open the restaurant today, we would look into something that we could use with a phone, something that we could use so that when we're catering or we're vending, all of it's all tied in together. You know whether that's square, whether whatever that might be. That's how ours is. Yeah,
1: I mean, we we use the Scan Master up front, and then it integrates with Clover. So I have a Clover that I can use for events outside, and then it it all goes to the same merchant. Um, But you know that's that's a negotiation you have to do every year too, and people don't understand. It's like how much you have to pay for these fucking credit credit card processing fees. It's fucking a lot, man. Every year I fucking bid it out and try to get it lower and lower and lower, and I'm now in the threes. Mm -hmm which is I'm fucking excited about because that's going to save me some dough. A lot. Uh, um, but it's, it's. people think, oh yeah, I'm, dude, you got to get this credit card, I do it too now. But you got to get this credit card, I get more points. And it's like, can you think pay, pays for that? We do. We yeah. pay for those points that you're getting back because we pay for the fucking processing and all that shit. It's it's a lot of fucking money that we pay every single month for you to swipe your credit card to come to the, the store. Um, right now you have, you have on,
0: iPads, right?
2: Yeah, iPads with a square, but I'm I'm flirting with Clover here. Yeah, yeah. Clo-
1: we use Clover for our um, everything that's outside of here.
2: Beautiful, uh, beautiful. It's just easier systems to use, and that's what's important too. Tying into simplicity
1: things. is big, you know. They they keep it pretty simple too. They uh, they let you do a lot of the stuff on your own, so you can just do it on the computer, and then it just upload it to your POS systems, and off you go. You can make your own menu, your pictures, make it just easy for your um, your uh, employees to to figure out. And ours is a little more, you know, crazy here because we have ten thousand SKUs, so it's a little harder. But um, how do um,
0: you how do you focus on time management? I think it's one of the toughest things when you're opening a restaurant because you have a list that never ends of things that you need to do and you need to accomplish. But it's not just I need to get a product it's I need to shop out this product I need to find out not only how am I going to get it but how am I going to get it every single week now how am I going to store it and how am I going to do all these different things that come along and oh shit I need to close the store because I didn't schedule you know how do, how do you deal with your time management?
2: Dude, well, when Derek has 10,000 SKUs, that's crazy stuff he has to <laughs> order. That, that's a it's lot. fucking a lot and of order your sheets. menu your menu's solid, too. It's, I mean, you guys... It's a big menu. I mean, we
0: do, we do uh, brunch on Saturday and Sunday, so, you know, we have significantly a lot of items. You know, it's not... Uh, and we've reduced the menu, <laughs> that's probably 25% of what we had when we fucking opened. Which is I don't know how the fuck we did that. That was stupid. I got to give
2: a shout out to my wife again. I mean, she's the, she's the one who has to deal with my bad time management. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> Don't all our wives. Yeah.
2: What a gal. What a yeah. gal. Um, but I think that's something I'm kind of blessed with. I'm good at juggling it, but I try to be as smart as I can about it. And like three months ago when I had just found the location is when I built my website for my location. Mm-hmm. That's when I built my entire like square, um, menu. Tried to do all that before. Try to sure. do as much as I could before. And if I didn't, holy crap, this last two weeks Well yeah, because I opened, you'd
0: be struggling to find you now you need to claim your business on because you already have a business on Google, right? Yeah. Except now you need to claim the location. Now yeah. you need to claim the location on Facebook, you need to claim it on Instagram, you need to claim it on all these different spots because that geolocation is how people are gonna find you. Yeah. You know, how those search engines are gonna find you. When someone's asking Alexa at home, "Hey, I want barbecue," and I live near San Diego State, you want to be the fucking first barbecue restaurant to come up?
1: Yeah, right. You bet. <laughs> you bet. Are you guys trying to uh, embrace the college people out there? Since we're uh, so close to San Diego State, or are you guys just
2: we're gonna go with whatever, shout whoever, out to, whoever comes. Shout out to one of my old managers, Nick Emernati, uh, mm-hmm. San Diego State football uh, lineman. Uh, he, his jersey's hanging on the wall I there. saw that we're going to embrace him you know yeah. if they want to come out come on out we're, we'll we'll toss our some coupons their way and stuff but Rolando seems like such a beautiful community there right off of San Diego State a lot of support through like next door we've had people coming in mm-hmm. this is our soft opening we really haven't totally announced it to everyone haven't you know, we're telling the, the world, years. you better fucking get yeah, Friday, get
0: Friday, get your ass over there, yeah, Sunday, we're going to Friday, everybody Saturday, everybody Sunday, Ugh, yeah,
2: I'll order some meat right <laughs> as, soon as, we, <laughs> as soon as we wrap this thing up. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: what what's really cool is a lot of the people that listen to the podcast, um, you guys have been going out and supporting the other um, people that we've had on. And that's really cool when you go in and you say what's up and you go and support these local businesses, um, you know, ask, ask for Corbin if you go there, because uh, and let them know you heard about it on the podcast because th- that stuff's really cool. I mean, we're all we're all in this journey together, and the fact that you guys are taking the time to listen to a couple of fuckheads like me and Derek, Jesus. Uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah, that was, if you, sure you have to listen to us. <laughs> If
2: you mention it, free hamburger, <laughs> <laughs> it, free hamburger, <laughs> <laughs> it, free, hamburger. <laughs> free, <laughs> hamburger free hot dog, but, yeah. <laughs> free
0: bail. You, you'll bail them out, right? <laughs> um, so tell tell us what's uh, you know when are we thinking about a grand opening because <laughs> The the soft opening so on your website you said you're gonna be your dream was to open in August of twenty seventeen, am I correct? Yeah. Then, so then now that it's, turned yeah out. It was
2: <laughs> it was October twenty
0: seventh, so that we why, finally open. So this is something that happens all the time with uh with restaurants when they're trying to get open. Tell us about why why it took so long. Whatever you decide your budget's gonna be, double it. Triple it's, it. Uh, it's crazy. I say triple it. Sure. Yeah, because you it's need safe. to have a reserve for when that money runs out. Yeah, it's it's awfully scary stuff. I mean, it's, it's and it doesn't of- and it doesn't matter what that budget is because you just don't understand. I mean, there's we talk about resources like restaurant They have so many pre opening checklists and so much great information that helps somebody before they open. But even then, you still have all these unforeseen expenses that are going to come up. And things that are going to happen that you just didn't forecast. Again, time
2: management. Going yeah. back to I, I pulled those things up. We made those checklists. And oh yeah, what you use? And, uh, whatever I googled. Yeah, but it. Restaurant we, specific or was it business plan? Restaurant in general? specific. Yeah. Uh, all that fun stuff. Tried to make my own for what I'd have to do with like different permits uh, from ABC and all that. What I'd have to do to research like this that I might need like at a later date. That like it's kind of wild stuff um but yeah if i hadn't done that too oh my goodness mm-hmm. it would have been even worse so the worst worst thing is i'm closing on a tuesday you know i put in those extra hours those those nights where again my wife is like come to bed yeah like, i swear i'm just trying to finish this checklist and then you right. go to
0: bed and you're thinking about a checklist or yeah. you're thinking about what you didn't do or what you need to do or what you yeah. want to do yeah but that That's the drive. That's the path. I mean, those are the things. Like now, you're living. Like you've been thinking about this for fuck. How how long you've been, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking about having your shop? Like you have a fucking shop that has Corbin's Q. It has a goddamn sign out there, and people are coming in and giving you cash for your barbecue. Holy fucking rat!
1: (laughs) Dude, you did it. You You build it, they will come.
0: Then then I'm gonna retire next week. I like it. You done? Well, that's. uh, I mean, that that's another thing that you know you you did it you opened the fucking doors but now now the journey starts i mean you know this is everything that you've done now you're here now you have to do what's the hardest thing to do in food food service business and that's fucking sustain like you gotta stay in albert said that last podcast he was
1: like the easiest part he has four shops like the easiest part is opening them yeah and then after that it's just keeping them going that, uh, that's that's the fucking don't <laughs> want to hear this right now <laughs> that's but it's yeah you have to stay relevant you have to yeah. stay relevant and you have to make sure that you're listening to the consumer and doing you know taking taking care of people which uh you guys already do i can tell from the first time we, we walked in and um you know when you care about something so much it's 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 very apparent um so just keep doing what you're doing but what can we expect from you um on Sunday. What's, uh, what are you guys going to do at this, at our barbecue fest? I
2: think we're doing tri-tip. Fuck yeah. We'll be doing it all day long. I like it. Might throw in some garlic bread too, you know, just, right. to, just to help keep people sober. Right. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> no wild turkey shots?
2: No, not... not For you. Not this time.
1: Right. <laughs> Don't tell no, so the ABC just, about that. Just uh, slice <laughs> up some tri-tips, some, some samples, and some garlic bread. That's pretty rad. And you're going to bring one of your rigs out is one that of my
2: rigs myself one other guy I'll just be barbecuing away i like it um good i just just ordered all the meat gotta do all my math and stuff uh for larger events too i'll just start earlier again we can't rush barbecue right remember that low and slow yeah so yeah. i mean we'll get this started early for the big events too what we'll do is we'll, we'll start uh we'll start. um Steaming our tri-tip. I don't think that's the right word. But uh, we load it all in a cooler. Once we cook it to mm-hmm. about medium Fact rare, yeah. just throw them all in a cooler. Oh, yeah. We got them all set. And that's how we survive things like a 2,500-person cater for a Poinsettia Bowl last you year. You have to.
1: Yeah. You did 2,500 people?
2: Yeah. Jesus. We did it with guess how many guys? Three. Oh, dang. That, that'd be badass. Balls no, of not, steel not, right there. Yeah. <laughs> We did it with 10 guys. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, that was fun. That's yeah, the first insane. the
0: first event we did at Del Mar was a Weezer concert, and it was a Del Mar grill fest. And that was when I realized the power of how many fucking people come to the Del Mar races. <laughs> and it was me, my brother Tommy on the grill, and Keith. And there were 30 restaurants. They were all supposed to be barbecue restaurants. We were, we were one of two restaurants. And right when the fucking track opened at 1, it took less than an hour for 28 of those places to be closed and our line to just have as far as you could see. And I mean, we couldn't, it was the fucking craziest thing ever.
2: That is like the times you dream
0: of. You're like, great, look yeah. at
2: all this. This is all my hard work. It's going to come in right now.
0: Yeah, the problem. Uh, I'm, I'm, so like, fucked, I'm so fucked shoot. up. I'm like, how can we organize an event to yeah. have it here if barbecue is so <laughs> successful?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's nuts. I don't know. I don't think I've ever done anything for 2,500 people solo. I know Sean and I have done multiple things. I've done over. a lot of
0: things where I was like, why the fuck aren't there more people here?
1: <laughs> yeah, but 2,500 people, that's a dude kudos to you dude yeah. seriously they're like I 30, mean, we 000. had what
0: 1500 at that uh veterans day event oh,
1: we had more than that.
0: 2000 but we how many yeah. staff did we have 15 probably 15 mm-hmm. you and nice. i both fucking working we were in there
1: <laughs> we were in there doing it ourselves <laughs>
0: absolutely
2: one cool thing too for like stuff like that dude we always set out um we always count the plates and the silverware Packets we set out there yes. too. So right. it's important note to know because um, that's going to cover your ass if you ever have any, any problems with those big clients.
0: Yes, big time. Why is that?
2: Uh, it's just annoying. You know, sometimes those big like corporate ones or um like some schools in the area. Not trying to mention any. Names. Do you have a contract? Yeah, you bet. You got to have all that lined out and stuff. And I mean, if what they do you go specify? Over,
0: what do you specify in the contract?
2: Um, simply like. We they're start paying off for a 120 people, yeah. they're not paying for 160 people. S- serving at this time and these menu items, I mean, just that nice and simple. And then based on your relationship with them too, you know, they know, ours know that we're counting plates and stuff. So if we go over, if things go crazy, then we'll um, and we'll get, uh, right. get a little extra for that.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a good point. One of the things that we learned doing all of our catering off-site, which... Layla's learning now um, and our catering team is it's very important to be specific about your serve times and to find out exactly from the client what time you want things served at so that it's at the best food quality but also that you can't stay there for fucking six hours and expect the food to be great because you can't pay for that you have to have a limited window of when that serve time is and if there's food left after you have a policy for if that's We leave it all there for the client. How do you box it up? You leave it so, you know, it's something that they're excited to take home and they're, you know, they're proud of it. But you definitely want to make sure that you're not leaving yourself open-ended at a wedding where people expect you to be there at 5 p.m. And next thing you know, you're it's 1130 and you still got guys there and they want food. I mean, you just can't do that to yourself.
1: We did that, we did that last well, night. We what's did that, that? We did that last night. It was, <laughs> no, we, we set our time. You yeah. know, it was oh, a, yeah. an event, and we're like, from 7 to 9 is when we're going to put our food out. And then after that, we'll put it to desserts, and then we're going to break down and be out of here. Um, because it easily, we could have fucking stayed there till 2 o'clock in the morning. People were drinking, loving yeah. the food. Oh, fuck yeah. I was giving people pokey. They were fucking mounding their fucking plates full of pokey. And, uh, but I had to say, I can't pay for all this labor. I can't. Like this is what well, we're you, done. Get what you want now. We're out of here. And everyone was, you know, raving about yeah. it and wanting more. So gave them cards. And- it's really
0: important to work with the event planner and have a setup strategy and an exit strategy because whether the event continues to go on, like obviously we don't want to disrupt that event. You know, we don't want to be in the middle of someone's vows or you know something that's going on. But at the same time, we need to be able to leave. You know, and that's one of the things that we highly recommend for anybody that's you know asked to do a catering for a golf tournament. Golf tournaments, they think it, as somebody that organizes golf tournaments, they go, Oh, well, it's a good idea to have a barbecue on a hole. You don't want to be on a hole. Because if you've ever played in a fucking golf tournament, it takes five to six hours to get through a scramble golf tournament. And that's way too much time to be in the middle of a golf tournament where you can be focusing on your business. If you do do a golf tournament, make sure that you provide the food at check-in. So all the golfers are all going to check-in, they're all going to get in the carts at the same time. You can, If you want to do the golf tournament, do the golf tournament, provide the food at the front. We just started doing that with Mighty 1090 on the last one and then we did Ernie Hahn's golf tournament and it's worked out fantastic for us. Um, and I highly recommend that anybody, if and it doesn't matter what the sport is, but try to figure out a way that you can provide the best quality food but then leave yourself the ability to get you and your team out just um, so sit on the fucking
1: eighth hole. Well, you're, the food's not going to be fucking nine, good. It's not going to be good day, anymore. Nine hours.
0: Yeah.
2: This is uh, this is an area where we're pretty lucky. I mean, we can we can fire things up pretty quick with the San maria style grill, open face, keep things keep things warm quite All a bit right. longer. When you get into smoking in a nice like long period of time that you're doing your briskets at your pork butts,
0: oh man, you can't you
1: can't you, throw can't, some you, can't, on turn and, you can't turn around and make them real quick. Yeah. yeah
0: no absolutely um so what's next my man what what how many how many employees do you
1: have uh 10 10 10, ten. 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 in there
2: at the shop we'll be getting some more full time part time gotta get a, a dishwasher because i was washing dishes late last yeah. night um yeah mix of mix it, kind of everything what's important too is like we want to hire like a good team so i mean we're kind of taking our time getting people who care
0: how are you advertising that you're hiring
2: just like referrals, referrals. I, mean, I think we've thrown a little Craigslist stuff. I've not done any of this like personally. I'm not really the person who touches that mm-hmm. as who much. Doesn't? as uh, some of my managers right yeah. now? Like one threw the Craigslist up, another threw like the little Facebook thing up. yeah you know, there's like getting the friend referrals. They'll come in. Sure, we'll see what they do. I mean, you can you know within the first thirty seconds, you know, yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah.
0: Do you have a uh, employee packet?
2: yeah so we I've been blessed I hired a, a good bookkeeper who really takes care of me and lines me out on fun stuff like that Right, and uh, that's been really important we have an entire packet we hand them uh, we gotta get like our policy sheet like all like set in place I'm sure something I'll have to do too is write ups I hear I gotta write people up when things aren't right you have to document you
1: have to document everything that's okay. really really important We uh, we we document verbal warnings oh yeah i mean because our our first write-up is a is a verbal warning we have to document it and say we you know and they're like well this is a, a write-up i'm like no it's just telling you that you got a verbal write-up or a verbal warning and my attorney is like you get, make sure you have all those things in a row because if they want to go back and say that you were never verbally warned first you just got written up and it's only two times that you were warned and you fired them you know it's just it's a sue happy world unfortunately and
2: uh sad i think you know i think a lot of things boil down to like who they want to tax you know and i mean should it always be us business owners we work really we are juggling all this stuff that we just talked about while providing
1: yeah yeah Yeah, all the liability
0: well i mean it's tough because you open up a business and you have the best intentions and you want to hire the best people you know to help you grow that dream and to be part of that journey and as you grow, and I mean, we went from 18 employees to 92, you know, our handbook got bigger, you know, we had more policy because we didn't have, you know, I didn't know what I had to do if, you know, if someone came in and they were out of uniform, you know, we didn't have a uniform policy before we had a uniform policy. And, you know, our uniform policy now is don't be the reason that we're adding another, you know, part to this uniform policy. We don't have a policy on, on tattoos or on Uh, You know, ring you know uh, piercings don't be the reason that we have to add add that because it's happened. You know, we used to let staff wear football jerseys on Sunday, and then it turned into staff wearing not just football jerseys, but you know NFL apparel. Then that NFL apparel became something different to the point where you couldn't recognize who was working at Cali Comfort on an NFL Sunday when it's standing room only. Part of the whole reason you have a uniform is so customers can identify who can help them. Yeah. And like the worst thing that can happen is people come into your shop and feel like no one's there to help them. Yeah. I mean, in the hospitality business, nothing is worse than, and it doesn't matter what business you're in. If I go into Home Depot and I can't get somebody to help me, I'm like, well, you're too busy to help me. Like, please, somebody fucking help me. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is that so hard? You have an orange vest on. It says, you know, that you can help me, but they're too busy. You know, like when someone comes into your shop, you want them to be able to immediately help you, right? Yeah.
2: One thing we're really doing a lot of too, with just this our sixth day of business here, is we're um, we're writing we're writing everything down. Like close this fridge. Like, yeah. This is how you answer the phone. Like with a hello yes. or a happy Thursday. Yeah. yeah. And like I just realized driving here too, I forgot to put down the address at the bottom of that thing in case someone calls and is like, where are you guys located? Six five four eight Elcombe Boulevard by right. San St. Diego State. Yeah, I mean, it, simple stuff like that.
1: That all has to. But you always, it's always, you're always gonna be adding things. So just embrace it because mm-hmm. it's always changing. <laughs> and you're always adding new things. Like Sean said, there's you're implementing new new things that you have to because someone. Did something to where you have to, you know, put a new rule. In it's place a breathable and, document,
0: yeah. and we always say it all the time. You have to find things that are easy to update, and whether if you can update them digitally, that makes it way easier. Um, whether that's an HR manual or a checklist, like a checklist is never going to be open the store. There's 20 different things that a manager has to do to open the store. That has to evolve, and like your manager has to embrace that. You know, like sounds like you're getting help with your HR. Like they need to embrace not just hiring but the process behind the hiring as if they're not the one that's gonna do it as if they train the next person hey this is how we hire this is how you post it on Craigslist if that's what you're using or work, work pop which is what we use this is how you do it this are the steps this is how you follow up with the candidate this is how you do orientation all those things like it sounds like it's 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 never-ending because it is never-ending but like you have to embrace each part of it and get people other managers to help buy in. You know, like I'm lucky that I had Eric that is fanatical about checklists, like fanatical, but like you can't, it can't be Johnny opens, like Johnny cooks to tri tip this way. But when Bill comes in, he cooks it a different way. It has to be a job code based checklist that if you're the AM person that's on the register, then these are your tasks. It's not, oh well that is Johnny and Johnny he he does a better job with the customers than Billy does. Like no, they all have to do the same job and treat the customers the same way. I enjoy that embrace
2: word you just used too. Yeah. I have to embrace them terrible with like wrapping my mind around like you know, I'm I'm gonna walk in and I'm gonna bust my ass and that's what I know I'm gonna do. But I embrace that dude, I'm not the best at telling um my my main guy Derek to show up and work at this time. Right? Yeah frank to show up then tim to come in at this time i embrace that i'm not the best with scheduling so i gotta get someone who's gonna help me there absolutely i mean the,
0: the admitting your weaknesses uh nothing's more important because first of all you need to know what it is and know that you're weak at it but then realize that your time can be better spent focusing on what you're great at you know Eric, if I didn't have him to focus on all the things that he's good at and all the things that I'm weak at, you know, the restaurant wouldn't be open
1: to this day. That's one know? one huge thing where you, you always make sure that you capitalize on what you're good at. Don't always necessarily, you know, worry too much about what you're not good at. You delegate, figure out what you're not good at. You're not good at scheduling. Get someone to fucking do your schedules for you and just fucking grind at what you're good at and wear it out. I mean, just yeah. embrace it. Fucking embrace the grind. Do it. Love it everyone's going to be happier because I know if I'm doing shit that I'm not good at and I don't like, I'm fucking grumpy as fuck. Yeah, but I'm already grumpy. So. <laughs> it's, uh, it's bad. I still like you, Derek. <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah, I
0: mean, also back to the point, you know, always be willing to learn and always be willing to ask questions because it might be an app like Hot Schedules that, you know, maybe your manager isn't going to know about. But, like, that's you as the owner saying, like, hey, check this out. You know this is something that I heard it I heard it might work, then that's you helping them make a better system, you know because then you're investing in some technology that's actually going to make your process for your manager better as well as for your staff.
2: Yeah, you know at a certain point too, like you know what are, what am I doing here? and he's providing I'm mm-hmm. providing for so much more not only myself, my family, um my employees too. I'm going to provide for my my customers too. Got to take care of those lovely folks. Absolutely. Lots of providing whatever can help us do so because we have the care to to make it happen.
1: So, how does someone get a hold of you?
2: Very carefully. Uh, (laughs) Our contact us page. Like, if you're looking for a beer truck, again, check out like Tap Truck SD in San Diego and hit up our contact us page. If you're looking for Corbin's Q catering, hit up corbin'sq.com. And uh, you'll find our contact us page. Really and solid stuff. On
0: social, you're uh, at Corbin's Q for oh, Instagram yeah, and for Facebook and for Twitter.
2: Just about all that fun stuff.
0: And for Snapchat.
2: Yeah. Uh, no Snapchat. <laughs> no, no no Snap, no, not yet. See, I, I can't keep up with you, Sean. You're... <laughs> you're you're a
0: beast on all
2: all things, man. Well, we, Hats off to you, to you just, guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's important is that you try. I mean, that's all. That's all that's important. I mean, we. I give Derek shit all the time for Twitter and um, some of the best contacts that I've met. Some of the some of my closest friends are because of Twitter, um, and some of the opportunities that I got in business were because of Twitter. If I didn't believe in it, I wouldn't, you know, preach in it, preach about it so much. But uh, the people that do reach out, it doesn't matter how you reach out. But, you know, it's important for your business to be visible on those sites and to not be stagnant, you know, and it sounds like you're doing the right things to, you know, embrace that. And the fact that you're doing those videos, I mean, you know, way early on, once we learned about you, we, I checked out your videos, like, fuck, dude, this guy's awesome. Like, your personality comes <laughs> got out. Got you like, tricked, Sean. Uh, you <laughs> got me tricked. <laughs> well, but that's the coolest part. I mean, that that's how we find out about people's barbecue journeys, you know, and like that led us to contact you to participate in Spring Valley and you're gonna be out there on Sunday and people are gonna learn more about your shop and they're gonna come and find out that fuck dude Corbin's badass, you know, maybe he can cater this for us or, you know, whatever that might be and that that's really fucking cool, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Dude, it's fun it's gonna be such a blast on Sunday. Yeah.
1: We're gonna hang out, bang out chill and grill you know all that fun stuff it's what we do man it's what we do we're excited and all the proceeds that we get go back to underprivileged kids for uh organizations and training and um it's really important to sean and i to make sure that we're doing our part to give back Um, it's not just about us it's about a bigger movement than us and um it's really what excites us so we're excited that you're a, a part of it this year and uh we signed you up for next year too, and the year after that. So get ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll make sure
2: I wear some pants on Sunday.
0: <laughs>
1: so uh, be sure
0: to follow Corbin's Q. Uh, follow us at Barbecue War Stories. Uh, subscribe to the podcast and uh, tell a friend. We really appreciate it. And also, we uh, we see where people are listening all over the world. Um, you know, we appreciate people wherever you're listening. A lot of people in Los Angeles, up and down the California coast. Uh, but I did notice that we've got a lot of love coming from uh, Philadelphia. Philly. Yeah, they're high up on the list. Dude. I don't know what's going on. There's a movement of barbecue. There's a slow smoke movement in Philly. So, Do, it. Do uh, it. Reach out to us uh, on, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever it might be. But let us know what's happening in Philadelphia because that, uh, that's very interesting um, for us and for those of you that are going to be out at spring valley uh come out support the amateur barbecue teams the other barbecue restaurants people we've had on this podcast uh come out let's have a great time raise some money for organizations and training and uh, honor randy gill and his smoker absolutely um continue to carry uh will be custodians and uh continue to carry on the tradition of uh of giving back with barbecue and get out to corbin's shop yeehaw Boom bam (laughs)